finally we have this podcast i think i've been thinking about it for a couple of years now to start a podcast and this is episode one of radio awesome and today's topic is how to grow your business when you are the product this is radio awesome fun inspiring no-nonsense tips to sell market and build a business with only a laptop enjoying life along the way Peter, Eric and Maria share the lessons they learned while creating a successful online business, helping people all over the world. Now, enjoying the freedom lifestyle from a beach in Vietnam. I'm really excited for the post podcast and I find myself to be a bit nervous and I'm not usually nervous when I go live. But, but Eric, can you just start telling us a bit about how you started an online business? Why did you start an online business? I've always been freedom driven, so I always want more freedom in life. And um, I think like for uh, 15 or 20 last year, I have this hate feeling for offices. <laughs> Going into office every day is like yeah, and being an office, meeting a team in office, like I don't feel free and mm. I'm not the best person of myself. I like to be on a coffee bar. I like to be on the beach. I like to be on an airport. I like to be everywhere where I'm working. But and not... I, re I remember you even trying to hide in the office in the last company that we that we had, where we had 10 people. And sometimes we tried to find you and you were just literally in your office with a closed door. Hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and that's also happened when the company was running. I felt like it was like, getting into a jail when I come there in the morning. I had the same feeling. I was waking up and I really wanted to have like a day where I could work from somewhere creative and kind of enjoy my own day. But I felt it so, I felt so obliged, obliged, I can't say that word, to go to the office because we had our employees coming there. And I felt like as a role model to them, I had to be there every day. Yeah, it's the same for me. I felt I had to be there. And also what I saw is like, if I was not there, the team didn't present or didn't get result because it was it was like when I coming in the door I like wow no he's coming so now we need to work again mm. and of course that was not only that reason but it was like I felt I had to be there mm. so we were selling other people's knowledge we were having a physical business selling events uh, and it was a lot of fun and we made a lot of difference to people but it was really stressful and we had to travel a lot and be physical places at certain times and i remember i loved the traveling but also it got tiring in the end yeah and i don't think the business model was so good either because we 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 need to do the marketing we need to sell tickets we need to do all the stuff and then i was going to share it with some international superstar mm. and we talk about freedom it's like Having a <laughs> superstar from US or Canada or England or uh, Asia or whatever, like having this list of what they need to have. Mm. Like they need a hotel room there, they need a business class ticket, they need to be there at that I place. I remember we... some person even had like they had to have green towels on their, <laughs> on their radar. And I, I remember that because they told us that they knew that if they got green towels, they had some person that was totally taking care of all the details and they could really relax. So it was a lot. It was a hard work to have to work yeah. with others. Yeah. And we also yeah. had a speaker from US that uh, if he was going to speak, we need to make sure that we was on near a park and we need to stop with the park 10 minutes after he was finished his speak. And we need to do that every time. <laughs> so. Yeah. So when we finally gave up that physical business, we wanted to do something different. 
Mm. And I come up with this brilliant idea to start an online business and sell ourselves. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, I didn't know what to sell because what should I sell? It was like, I remember we had this, um, um, we had this event and we was in a car with Rich Sheffron on the way home from Oslofjord Convention Center. Mm, it was in, um, it's outside Oslo and we had an event with 650 people. Rich Sheffron is a really known marketer, one of the famous first one in the US. I was sitting in a car with him and he's so brilliant, he's so smart. And, um, and we asked him, hey, can you give us some marketing tips? Mm. And he said, yeah. I can. Um, why are you not selling yourself? And I remember like, hey, look at me. I'm nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember I, I had the same thing because I was, I felt like, yeah, we were quite successful at arranging those events and people were happy about it and we inspired a lot of people. But I didn't think that I knew something that people would pay for or that I knew something that people would be listen to, willing to listen to for a long time. Um, so that was, it was mind blowing that, that talk with him in the car. And I remember I was also like, we were talking about it for so long after and thinking about it all the time. And then we decided to do it anyway. <laughs> mm. And we're going to get back to that later in this episode and probably in a lot of the episodes about fear and do things anyway, because that's one of the mantras when you are an entrepreneur, you just really have to do things. No matter if you doubt yourself or if you're fearful or whatever, you just have to start doing it and see what happens. Mm. And many times it goes better than you think. Hmm. So then we, and I was fed up with having people working for me. I didn't want that anymore. I had this big ego. So I was thinking like, I want to do everything alone. <laughs> Let's find something that we can do together. Yeah. We don't need any employee. We don't need anything like that. And then I figured out like, oh, find out that everyone was using Facebook, like paid traffic. And I was thinking, hmm. And I started to read about Facebook ads and all this thing and figure out, wow, Facebook can be an employee. Yeah, I remember. And then I you don't need to, to talk with them. <laughs> I remember you came to me and they're like, we can just use Facebook as, an, as a salesperson. We don't need to have salespeople. We can have Facebook working for us and then it can be just you and me. Mm. And I was like, yeah, that's great because then we can have freedom. Mm. So we started out with a lot of freedom. Mm. Uh, it was a lot of struggle in the in the beginning, but we don't want to go as much into that today. We can talk about it maybe in this later episode. But we built a business and uh, we moved here to Vietnam just one year after we started. And that was freedom for me. Like I was just being able to be on the beach, seeing the beach, uh, not having to go to an office. Yeah, working from anywhere. Hmm. What's freedom for you? Um doing what i want every day every second every minute without <laughs> anyone telling me what to do and i have any not any expectation mm. and that's not what happened when you are an entrepreneur are going to sell yourself <laughs> no that's true because in the start we need to do everything we need to do facebook ads the technical stuff we need to uh, write copy we need to make videos we need to film by ourselves we need to do everything by ourselves in the mm. start and we need to create programs. We need mm. to find prices. We need to do all this thing alone. Even if we felt like, oh, this is freedom. Mm. But there's like, I think a problem for entrepreneur that want to start 
everyone start like an entrepreneur from having a normal job because they want more freedom. Mm. Yeah, and we if we kind of felt like we had a lot of freedom, but still we were working like crazy in the beginning mm. because we tried to do everything ourselves and we didn't try to, we did everything ourselves. And and for me, I felt really, um, I've, I, it made me feel important and made me feel successful to be able to handle so many different tasks. But then we came to a certain stage where it's like, now everything is starting to get crazy because I always think of it like you have all these hats, all these roles in your business. And it's like, if you have, a, if you fill your hands and you have just your hands full of balls, all your things, all your responsibilities. And when your business grows, one of these balls start to increase, like you get more sales. You What happens is that all the other ones are growing at the same time. So at a certain level, you get to this, oh, I can't handle this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, when you like when we were the product, we were selling our knowledge. This was us in our courses uh, and people were expecting us. And for a long time, we talked about our business at Patrick and Maria. Uh, but we we came to a place where we couldn't do any everything by ourselves. And what I find out like an entrepreneur was really, oh, that's why I have so much fun now. Uh, to be honest, I know not have fun. You know, there is some like beliefs you have like, entrepreneur some I, I remember maybe for like 20 years ago when I started up it's like you have to do shit work when you are entrepreneur mm. you have to do things that are boring mm. you have to do things that uh, you just have to do them mm. and I believe that I because believe that as well some, because people told me that mm. there's the same thing I remember one woman come I talked with for six, seven months ago, she, she's from Sweden and she had a, one of the famous uh, entrepreneurs in Sweden, like really big one. Mm. Uh, she wanted to build an online business and this guy told her like, oh, yeah, you need to suffer for three years. You will not make money for three years. <laughs> so there is like, and I also heard that when mm. I was uh, younger, but then someone else come and say something other to you and they started to think about it. And it, I think it's all about to, when you talk about selling your product or selling ourselves, uh, if we don't start to change mindset on how we can do it in a better way, because we want to grow, mm. and we had I had this belief like finally I find a solution. You and me, Maria, Facebook ads. That's all. <laughs> Nothing more. That's fine. I'm good now. And then I and I, I was very happy with that for a long time. Yeah. I were not for a long time, but for the first year and the first one and a half year even. No, one one year. And then what happened for me is that I just, I saw that I got tired from doing so much because all of my responsibilities were growing and it became more and more. And I think that was, this is what happens with business Mm -hmm. is that you go, at least that's how I look upon it now. You go in these phases where you, you have respond, you have your responsibilities and everything grows. So you have to work more and then you realize, okay, I have to let something go. Uh, And we were, for us, it was, I think it was Rich Sheffron again that said something that made us realize that we really needed to hire someone uh, because he said that the the time that it really changed for me in my online business was that when I started to treat it as a normal company. And for us, that was, at least for me, that was really, it was a bit scary to hire people because we weren't the best managers in the previous company. And I felt like, our challenge is that when we have people, other people, we lost control or that was what we experienced before is so I was afraid of that happening again. Mm. But we just 
as I said earlier, we just have to, I just had to meet that fear and do it anyway. And then we were really, really happy. We're, like we were so um, lucky to find the right person right away. Hmm. But we still did it too late. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, because I think like when you're selling yourself, I think it's important that you get help or we get help. We hmm. are still doing it. We are always thinking about what can we outsource? Who can help us more? How can we be more in our brilliance and brilliant brilliance for me when i'm brilliant is my freedom mm. so how can i oh, be more true. in my freedom mm. and do more of the things that gives me freedom and mm. then i need to find someone taking over a task mm. that may take away my freedom so so specifically for people like when the first person we hired we never thought about or we thought about finding someone that could help us with the back-end stuff like the things that aren't visible to the client because we were we were still the product and we were still wanting to be the product. I, I think at least I can only talk for myself, but I, 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 yeah, I, I come to back, I can come back to that a bit later, but I still have this, like, I wanted to become a, like a speaker, a big name. I want to be, be famous and, and, <laughs> and just hiring somebody to kind of take over your, your things you do when you're famous, if that's what you want, that's hard, but we'll come back to that. So let's start with, with our first employees. We just, we just hired them to take care of back end stuff. So for example, the customer surveys, for example, the Facebook ads, running the ads, um, setting up all the technical systems, all of these things we started to do, to, to delegate. And for me, when I realized how much easier it was for me to do fun things when I had somebody doing all the other stuff, that was kind of a big aha and I've grown into that more and more like the more I can delegate the more I can do what I love to, love to do uh, and that's when it becomes really meaningful to be a business owner as well hmm. it's later now uh, <laughs> I don't know when later is <laughs> you said come back later two I'll times. come back to later yeah I'll come back later later tomorrow <laughs> I'm trying to find a timeline here I follow the timeline for what we ah, did things you know that's the difference between us because I just want to talk about what I really want to talk about <laughs> yeah. and you have planned everything what do you want to talk about now I know I did <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting on you talking about what you should talk about later so what I can talk about was that when we came to this stage where both you and me were like oh this is too much um we had to have the internal discussion. Like I had the discussion in my, myself and we had this discussion, like, are we happy at this stage or do we want, do we want to grow? Do we want to do something more? Uh, and we saw that in our market, there was a demand, like more people would buy if we had more capacity to deliver. Hmm. Um, and I, I don't know how, how conscious I was about how ambitious I was. Like, even though we ran a company before and we took it to 12 or around that employees, I, I didn't feel that same thing as I do now that I'm consciously building a business. Like now I'm, I'm building a business to reach more people, to be able to make a bigger difference, to actually have an impact. Uh, and so for me, this is something that I just, I just realized when we got this first person that, wow, then we can serve more clients. We can have a bigger impact. We can help more people. We can, um, I can speak more <laughs> than I love to. So, so this is about, there's so many realizations when you are an entrepreneur. Hmm. I remember when I was in this uh, uh, group with Frank Kern. Yeah. And there was a guy that is coming in that Frank Kern was entering and he talked about, he was, uh, 
he had found a niche in US and his expertise was to help some finance salespeople. So I think they tripled or tripled their income. It yeah. was like salespeople was their target niche and was tripling their business. And he charged like, I think it was like 18 to no, 1500 to 2000 or $2,500 for a month of coaching, mm. two calls per week. And he did this two uh, calls per week or month? two calls per month. Yeah. yeah. And he did this for like a year or two years. And he was full because he had so much success and they never stopped. So he was full. Mm. And then the wife asked uh, now he said, like, what should I do? I, I'm on a, my maximum. I need to look at my product. And the wife I've been listening to him because they had a home office and listening to him to doing the coaching calls. And she said, maybe I should try to do a couple of times. <laughs> That's and he was like, Huh, you and I think this is a good story because all of us who are selling our knowledge, we think like, oh, no one can do it like me. I'm the best one. <laughs> yeah, and I think also that's a growth mindset because if you want to grow, when grow a business, when you when you are selling yourself, mm. you need to let others step in. Mm. You need to give others a chance to do what you are doing. Mm. And sometimes we can go back to that. Oh no, I'm saying it. <laughs> uh, you get better result when other other are doing what uh, you're doing. That's true. That's true. So, but what happened? The wife started to do it, and she got the same result. Mm. And after a while, he got to this, and this is freedom because he started <laughs> hire coaches. It's brilliant. And uh, after a while, he had 10, 15 coaches working for him. Um, he charged the same out, but they got a less amount, and he had like eight hours work week or something mm. and the rest was covered by everyone else and he mm. had a big business he made like two or two i think he was up to a hundred thousand at least hundred thousand dollar a month maybe two hundred dollar two hundred thousand two hundred thousand dollar a month he mm. was in, and he worked like eight hours mm. and he was still selling himself like mm. yeah. yeah it's true but they get the same results and there's so many like for me one of the biggest shifts have been that I understand how much I can choose, like what I'm doing, what kind of business I'm running. <coughs> I think sometimes, at least for me, I tended to to think like this is the way to do it. This you have to do this, or you you must do this. Or, uh, but what I say now, what I what I believe that now, and what I tell our clients as well is that you can choose. If you want to work a lot, then you can work a lot. If you want to work less, then you can work less. If you only want to do this task, you can delegate everything else. And 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 just that that understanding that. So so let's get back to like delegating part of your teaching for because our clients and we we teach our own knowledge. It's like our knowledge. And we came to this place where even us serving all our clients, we didn't have enough time. Um, and and then we kind of coincidentally <laughs> hired a person that started to serve our clients. She she started customer service and then she started to serve our clients. Um, and I was really afraid. I, I have to admit, I was afraid that when she would answering their questions, when she would help them, that they wouldn't get the results because I knew everything because we have been doing this and we have been building it and we created the courses and. So it was hard, but I also realized I was at the stage where like, this is too much. Like I can't handle this. I need to do something. Um, so I had this choice between getting even more overwhelmed 
or starting to delegate and trusting that other people can do it. And uh, and, uh, realization I got was like a aha moment for me. It's um, when I'm when I'm teaching, like uh, teaching online marketing, teaching mindset, teaching all this thing, and I jump from teaching into a sales call, Mm. and then I jump from a sales call to a uh, chat with you, and then I jump from a chat with you to um, maybe a problem case. And then I draw from a problem case to uh, chasing some unpaid invoices. Chasing, yeah. So, so then like we need different, or I need different energy for what I'm doing. And mm. if I'm just jumping all the time, I'm not the best version of myself. Mm, so, see. so even if you're good at something, uh, if you just or that's my realization, if I can just focus on less mm. and do more of what I'm focusing on and what I'm really brilliant at, just instead of jumping from place to place mm. and that's also uh this is a good realization i think everyone should listen to this because when you get someone who can do what you are good at and just focus on it mm. your clients will be get, get better results mm. yeah it's true and and because we you and me at that time when we got her we did so much we were doing so many things and we were still in charge of the marketing and doing our webinars and there was a lot of things we were still doing and, de- and and developing our products. So the follow-up that our clients needed, we weren't able to give them as much support as, as we wanted to. Hmm. Uh, and and at least for me, it's, it's so important that our clients get results. Like I really, really want them to succeed. Hmm. And that's why I'm doing this. And and that's where the ego had to go because I felt like I was the best person <laughs> to, to make sure they got the results, but I didn't have the time and energy to do it. Hmm. So. But what we saw and what we still see is when we find the right people and when we find people with the right values, it's like they can do better because they are, they are more focused. And I think this is something that many of our clients and, and we probably needed to hear before as well. Like um, even if a person does it three times, like they use three times as long as you in the beginning, it's worth hiring somebody because it will take time of you and as the business owner and as the employees no as the business owners not the employees um, we there's so many things we can do that are really really high impact and the more we can do those and the less we can do all the other things and i'm not saying that that taking care of our clients is definitely a very important task but it's also about our brilliances and what we are really really good at and where we thrive and where we love to do things um, and and I realized like when when we grew our clients, there were many, many more people to take care of. And for me, I I was like, oh, this the, there's so many there's so many things happening, and it just makes me a bit, I don't know, that's not where what I'm best at. Hmm. I am really good at helping clients, but helping all the clients all the time that makes me uh, tired. And I remember back when we was um, running the last company, Elevate. I think it's like so easy to think that everyone knows what we are thinking and meaning and all this thing. So they're like, yeah, so everyone around us knows what our values are. I'm just thinking, yeah, I'm showing the values for the company every morning I go into the office. So why do I need to tell you what my values is? And uh, I remember we were sitting down and doing our exercise with our values in the mm. company. Mm. And, um, and I also think that's so important when you are going to build a brand around or scale or grow um, 
business that is based on yourself or mm. your knowledge mm. it's to to sit down and find out what your values are mm. even if i think i know it i maybe couldn't explain it mm. it's like so what is the word so just knowing the values and also find people that work together with your inner values I mean, yesterday i posted a video about our values in a in some Facebook groups because we're looking for some more salespeople now. Mm. And uh, and it's like people who are replying on that video, they reply based on the values. Mm. Like, wow, I love the values. I want to work in awesome because you have the right. It's like this video is made for me. I got someone sending me a thing about that. So mm. but one of the things, if you're going to grow, I think you need to or work on the values and also we didn't communicate our values so good in the start even if we was writing them down the next thing is to communicate that mm. yeah and even this is more about general growing a business but getting as a business owner when you have all the knowledge when you have um when you are the product the hard thing or one of the really hard things for us is to get that knowledge out of our heads and that's something like if we want to grow our business we really need to to be able to teach other people um, like how do you like if you look on a webinar registration page what should you look for what is a good webinar registration page what is not a good webinar registration page and if i'm not telling anyone then I, of course nobody else can kind of help us in the way help in the way that we do so it's also like for i think it's a good advice for everyone to start to thinking about hiring before they think they're ready and of course this is a place where um there's so much noise going on in our like we meet i we as humans i think meet a lot of of limiting beliefs when it comes to that especially when you were an entrepreneur and like many entrepreneurs are like i but i can't afford to have someone i can't afford to hire someone i have to do everything myself i uh, but this is the wrong mindset because it's when you understand that finding people to work for your business is um an investment that's when it started to change and i think that's maybe for me the biggest difference between we running our old company and running this company is now now i understand this so i can choose the right people i can find the people that actually is creating a value to our business because they are really good at what they do they take time off us they um they bring in extra income like this is a yeah and it takes some time to get there to understand it I remember I was reading um, the book with Darren Hardy about the entrepreneurial roller coaster. It's yeah. a brilliant title. <laughs> entrepreneurial roller coaster. Yeah. That's true. That's a good title. And uh, and I was reading this chapter. He was talking about and find a player. A players, yeah. Uh, and when <laughs> I was running Elevate, I was like, "Yeah, cool, cool for you. You have money, Darren Hardy. You can do it. You're so cool. You have the money. I don't have the money to get this A player. You have, you have the polished shoes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's easy for you, but for me, like Andrew Miller, I don't have money to get this A player into my company. And <laughs> um, and what we did in Elevate was like, uh, we we went we employed people that we had." We had money for we had could afford on that time we couldn't afford it either but still we <laughs> we looked at uh, the cheapest cheapest solution we had there if you had three people almost the same quality maybe one was a little bit better we choose the cheapest one and um or the we want 
the smallest uh, wage. And what I have realized, realized after starting up again now and building a business is like, a player they are really good it's true what is in the book it's not something bullshit tips that someone <laughs> come up with that uh, you can the theory theory is really well it's practical so it works mm. and that's oh, to true. find so what happened um also is like we use six to maybe 12 months before to use overtime to teach someone what they should do in the job because we could do it mm. and six to 12 months and maybe we spend like 10 hours per week or five hours per week mm. uh, so that took five hours from us where we could deliver our brilliance mm. what we are good at and so if we start to calculate it if you use five hours per week per employee and then you have four then it's like 20 hours so we have lost 20 hours of the week mm. so having some someone who can even if they're more expensive you the ROI, the return on investment could be so much better if you find someone who are really good, even if they cost more. Mm. So again, it's not about uh, cost there. It's about uh, what they will bring in over time mm. and to to scale a business, to grow a business like we talked about. So mm. find someone who are great, who are amazing. Mm. And I, I find one of the things that I really find exciting about running and uh, growing a business is how it challenges us as humans, like we have to do a lot of personal development. We have to go into bigger leadership roles, like make hard decisions, delegate things we love to do, or at least are good at. Uh, and there's there's so much personal development. In that. And I want to help other people to do that as well. And that's my, my motivation for running this business. And and I when we started to really build a business, I just realized how much ambition I have for for actually testing myself and testing how we can um, how we can reach more people and how we can uh, have a bigger impact. And that's that's what's driving me. And I think some entrepreneurs, they, they don't dare to really think about that. Like they, um, and that's, I think that's something that's, that's very normal to do is to keep yourself small and, and like make, at least I, I, I've seen that, that sometimes people try to justify why they are where they are and just stay there. Uh, but but as when you can when you can grow and when you can develop yourself and when you can make a difference to others, I really want to inspire people to do that and and that's why I want us to grow and that's why I decided that I have to delegate even though it's hard and even though I don't like maybe I was afraid that it would be lower quality and and I th <laughs> I think I'm good at quite a lot of things and and, and just having that control and knowing that it's done properly you think you're good at things you're not good at either i know i know but yeah. <laughs> there's but also sometimes you tell me i'm good at a lot of things so i am good at a lot of things yeah. but but of course if you if you have responsibilities for a lot of things you can't do everything as good as you could when everything was smaller mm -hmm. like when you grow you have to let go and let go and let go and let go and we had a we had a mastermind um session with our mastermind people uh, some months ago and we just talked about letting go letting go letting go and i was thinking about this frozen song like let it go let it go and and for me that's become a mantra like i tell i tell myself and i i have this dialogue with myself almost every day like do i really need to do this whenever i do something and it's not like do i really need to do this because that's one question but the other question is do i really need to do this maybe it has to be done hmm. but i don't have to do it hmm. and and 
And I know I wasn't at all like that before. I was so afraid of starting to delegate. So I think that being willing to start looking at that direction and starting to let go of small things. And then at a certain stage, you get willing to, to, look at, to let go of bigger things. I don't know, is it the same for you? Yeah, I think an important thing for me is um, it's to stop, stop doing what is right oh. in the moment now and start to do things what is right for a big vision, the goal, mm. the 10 years plan. Mm. Because it's so easy to be an entrepreneur. It's like an uh, employee, someone delegates something. I need something today. Find a person who can do that. But there is another mindset to think about, okay, what kind of person do I need today that will help me in 10 years time when mm. I'm having a, I think, I think like thinking about having an exit strategy mm. where it's make it so much easier because you are selling your own knowledge mm. and you just think about today, it's you today, it's you, the next day is also you, yourself. <laughs> yeah. But if you think about the exit strategy and exit strategy doesn't need that you need to sell the company, but you can't sell a company if you are a product. Mm. You need to get help to get the product out from your hand over mm. to others. So mm. you have the possibility for getting more freedom. And mm. I think every entrepreneur starts because they want more freedom, even if you're selling the knowledge. Of course, we want to deliver a message, but you also um, get stuck in the position if you can't have the freedom. So for me, it's like taking decisions on the exit strategy mm. instead of taking decisions today. Mm. Like, of course, there is things we need today but that's based on the 10 years plan or mm. the big plan or the exit strategy. So mm. I, and I, I talk with entrepreneurs every week and I think that's one of the most problems when they have. They get small, they start to think about, I can't uh, hire this person. I can't uh, scale my Facebook ads. I can't use more money on ads <laughs> because I don't have it. But if if you want to reach your 10 years plan, you need to be more aggressive. You should mm. not be stupid, but um, you need to be aggressive and try it out and mm. figure out what do I need to do today to reach my 10 years plan mm. instead of thinking, what do I need to do today to survive? Mm. And I, I want to, for me, it has been a, a like big aha when I understand that we can actually help people with our knowledge and at the same time build a business with other people in it and other people teaching and other people helping and and i think that many people need to understand that because i i was stuck as well like i thought like we couldn't grow because it was it was our thing uh, but we started to we started to talk more about awesome and less about Patrick and maria and now our clients are raving about our other people and not about us because uh, and and that's it's just a great place to be at because it also gives us so much freedom and we really wanted the freedom and and now when i think about my business like our business in the future i see a business where we don't have to be there every day and do a lot of things and now we do and so i think that's that's possible also when you are the product mm -hmm. and I, I sometimes think that we need to be like we need to be shaken up a bit because we it's so easy to, to think like yeah but but this is, I know this, I'm the only person, I'm the only expert, I'm the only, like, uh, nobody can help my clients as well as me, nobody can do this as well as me. And in truth, that's just our ego. Mm. And and if we were 
if we were thinking more about how we could change more people's life, how we could uh, have a bigger impact, how we could have more fun, um, maybe we would come out of that ego trap. Mm. Yeah, and we hired a CEO this year. Yeah. And she's always <laughs> saying like, yeah, you need a second liner. <laughs> and they were like, you were like, no, I don't want a second liner. I can do everything. <laughs> I'm the best at this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like Sorry. the same thing. You need to have a second liner and everything. And yeah, that means also you need to have a second liner of yourself if you're yeah. a product. Yeah, that's true. You need to double up yourself and and start to get. I, I need to get someone doing what I'm doing, mm. what I'm good at also. I need to teach something or find someone more good at it or better than me at it. Mm. So we can have a second liner on that also. Mm. That's freedom because then we can travel on holiday and still have our business. I, you know, oh, I know this thing when we have holiday <laughs> for many years. I think the first time was uh, last year. We come home and it was a lot of sales, yeah. but they are not been like that. You're like an entrepreneur selling yourself, selling a lot of which you go for a six weeks holiday and you come back. And the first thing you need to do is like to or I need to do is like check my emails. Uh, <laughs> contact clients and the first two weeks is like crazy mm. because you need to get back on track and you, everyone will want to talk with me everyone want to work with me <laughs> i need to do it so like it's not funny to get back from a holiday and you need to work harder than you ever had done and that's mm. how it happened for me many years mm. yeah so just having somebody that can do things when you're when you're away even like starting with someone that can answer your customer emails so that customer service email so that when you get back you aren't like like many weeks ahead and i remember like in the beginning when we took vacations all like yeah i have this freedom and i can take vacation whenever i want but if there's no sales and nothing is done when you are on vacation it isn't really freedom because then you have to work like crazy when you get back mm. um so yeah just understanding that wow we can actually have other people work while we are on vacation mm. and they can bring sales they can answer emails they can serve our clients they can do a lot of things they can probably do everything mm. <laughs> and that's the ultimate goal i uh, i talked with a swedish guy last week and i think it's uh, one of the best team coach in europe mm. he's like you're running a really successful business he also have he's not working totally alone he has someone to hire or work together with but uh, not build a business and he said, like, I'm 60 now, I'm 10 years left. I don't understand why I didn't start to do what you're doing now for 10 years ago. Mm. I know I should have done it. Mm. Um, but it's like, um, I need to start to do this thing mm. because I just have 10 year, more years I want to work. Mm. And in that 10 years, I want to build up a business based on my knowledge that others can do. So I also have it. So And there is never for, too late to start with it. Oh, but there's, there is a mindset shift. There's all the thing you need to change your thoughts about that i i remember um who say that uh it was a story about uh i know i forgot what is yeah tiger woods so when he needed to change the swing when he was good in golf like a world's best golf player he changed something to be even better and it took like yeah one and a half two year where he was not the best anymore mm. before he got the result from it mm. And the same thing is when you start to deliver a product that others should do it. Maybe they could go down. Maybe it could be a harder time. Maybe you need to, mm. give, but you need to do that to get ready for the next step. Mm. Yeah. So even as, as I said earlier, like when I realized I can hire a person and they 
they maybe use three times this, the amount of time to do things as I do. And it's still worth it because they will get faster. It will take time off me. But but just realizing that you, there will be a risk of like a bit of quality drop in the beginning when you're teaching somebody. But that's just to, as you said, just think about that long-term benefit of it. Because sometimes it feels like I need to do everything myself because right now, like I can't, I can't risk lower quality or like I want to have control. I want to make sure everything is done correctly. But you end up with all these responsibilities that are going at like, at a point you will be overwhelmed and you will drop something. I, I for me, it's very visual. Like I see these, these glass spheres or something that's very valuable and I, I have, I carry them here and then they grow and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm losing them. And, and I just need to have somebody that can take care of it. Hmm. And, and just thinking a bit more long-term and, and then even though you are the product, you have to have other people helping you. Hmm. Uh, and and I, I, I think what we said with, with starting with back end, starting with things that your clients don't see. And then when you feel comfortable with that and you get into the role, the, into the habit of actually you are able to let go, you're able to train other people, you're able to build structures around it because of, of course also it comes with responsibilities and accountabilities and and um, you need to measure and, and follow up with people. So when you have that, you can start being even more brave and start to delegate things that is directly related to your clients. And and I think, I just think when we hire people to start working with our clients, how amazingly, re- like how, how good results our clients have gotten, it's just, it's just really cool. Hmm. And it's also for me, it's meaningful to have a team. Like it's... Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say I didn't love to work with only you, but it's it's fun to have more people on the team as well. Mm. It's and it's fun to build to have an organization, mm. uh, and it's fun to have more people to to joke with and and share with and yeah and, and do things together with build something. It's mm. it's really meaningful. I like to quote that uh, Robin Benincasa. It's like uh, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you're going to go far, go together mm. and. It's an African proverb. Is that what it's called? I think it is. Yeah. That, yeah. Do you want to say something more about it, or no? It was just like I think that's one of the things we should think about. Like, mm. yeah, you, we can be selling our own knowledge, selling what we have by yourself when you are a product, but start to duplicate yourself. That's mm. my, my message. Mm. Like, start to do it, and mm. you will see. You can start to build a business. And you, you, can... you need to figure out how to create a clone machine. Is that what you say? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I tried that for a long time. <laughs> By the way, I don't want to clone myself. That, no, the that world will be... will be. I don't want to have two of you. No. One fine. is enough. Yeah. One is more than enough. Yeah, it is. I totally agree. I don't want it. I don't think the world is happy with that or can live with two of me. So, so this is really. Um, I can come back to that. I. I I have this this urge of wanting to be famous. I, if, I, if I'm totally honest, I want to be famous, uh, and I want to reach out to more people, and I want to um, have a bigger impact than I have today. But I I realized at some point in the beginning it felt like a like opposition to the business we were building, but uh, then I just realized that if the bigger our business grows, the bigger awesome gets, the more uh, the more impact awesome has as a company. Uh, the better, like the more credibility I will have, the more things I will have to talk about, the more things I can teach. Um, so, so 
even though like for people that are the product there's there's something about having other people to help the business um which makes you like even i don't know what to say a bigger star no not everyone wants to be a star and and I, that's not the word i would use either but it's but there's something about yeah i don't know where i want to go with it <laughs> where, do, where do i want to go with it i don't know but i want to go where it's uh, we need to have fun i think that's an ah, important right. thing just have fun yeah and uh, when you do everything alone work alone so there is so many i have talked about with this with where i tried to employ someone try to find someone can work for them and they say oh i just have these terrible stories we oh, also had true. terrible stories <laughs> we have so many terrible stories but something changed when you start to find people based on your values mm, that uh, that like you like what you're doing and want to be a part of something mm. sometimes for you was selling yourself you have an email list and the best thing is to search in the email list for mm. people who can help you and work with you because they are fans they ha maybe have the same values like they you for me it's like having fun is like a new thing that i come up with for some years ago there is you can wake up every day being an entrepreneur and you can have it's not like everything is boring or this i don't want to do if you're doing that find someone can do that part mm. of it so have more fun mm. that's like uh, getting up to the box where you just do what you love to do and you have fun every day and you can joke and be yourself and enjoy the process mm. and, yeah and i can say something about it because i had this huge aha of it because we and uh, we have a facilitator helping us to to implement the entrepreneurial operating system and she said to me not to me but to us um, as the business owner you should be the first person in a company to only do what you love to do and you're great at and i had this idea that since i was the owner i had to do a lot of boring things or a lot of things i didn't i didn't like because i kind of it was my company so i had to do them hmm. but there's two things i realized the first thing is that you can always find somebody that loves to do what you hate. Hmm. So even things that I find really boring or struggling or or hard, I can find a person that loves to do it uh, or at least struggles less with it than I do. And then I can actually do more of the things that are fun and makes a difference and makes me like when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, yay, I can go to work. <laughs> I can go to work today and do this because it's so meaningful and it's so fun and it's, this is what I want to do. Mm. And that's actually possible. And, and for me, it was like, really? I still have this, sometimes when I think about this, like I can wake up in the morning, I can only do what I love to do and I'm great at it. I'm like, really? Is it possible? And then it, then it lights me up. And that's, for me, that's like a torch that leads the way. Mm. And, and now, whenever i do things that i don't really like i'm like i don't have to do this i can delegate i can find someone i can make somebody else do it and then i even like this year i uh this year last year i i got a copywriter and for me writing copy is something i i i love i like it i'm good at it but we came to a place in the business where there was so much writing to be done and because it was my focus again i have so many things I wasn't doing it as well as I could. So it started to feel like I was a bottleneck and I was getting stressed about it. And then I decided I, I'm actually willing to delegate. I'm actually willing to let go of one of the things that I have been known for. Like I even created a course in copywriting and and something I'm good at because, and and that's where it's, it's so strange because I, I came to a place where I started to delegate things I liked 
in the beginning, I delegate things I hated, and that's easy, or it isn't easy, because all delegation is hard. But I started to delegate things that I found really hard and that I hated. And then I started to delegate things that I just found boring, but I could do them. And then I started to delegate things that I actually like, Mm. just because then I can do the things I love, and because I don't have time to do all these things anymore. And it's, and that's, I think that's the mindset that we, that we need to have, that we need to understand if, yeah, to grow a business, even though we are the product. Yeah. And sometimes um, it's like you said, sometimes it's what you're really good at also. Mm. I remember like, I think it's one and a half year ago since we had a, we had a team meeting with our team and uh, I was going to fill out the accountability charge. I was going to fill out what was good in the company, where did we have control? So we, we put a green ring around, everything was great, the position that worked, mm. and yellow, what could be better, and mm. red, where we had problem. And uh, when it comes to the sales place, everyone put green green ring around sales, because I was the only one doing sales in that part. And I remember one guy from Vietnam working for us, he said like, oh, you yeah, know, I never work with someone who's so good at sales where you are world class. So this is green. And I was the only one setting red ring around. Maybe you did it. I don't remember. But Mine was uh, yellow, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But I put red around it um, because this is like a um, scaling thing again, mm-hmm. because I, I start to be the bottom uh, neck. I couldn't do more. I couldn't do more calls. and. Mm-hmm. Everything was based on me. And if I get sick again, having someone who can uh, be on second liner, um, there was no sales. Mm. I was the only one selling. Mm. Uh, and now today I'm trying to get out from the role of selling. So, yeah. So sometimes it's also about getting out from what you're good at mm. and do more of what you. I just want to play and <laughs> run around and have fun and think about new things and be creative and don't have anyone who can stop me so I can just fly away. <laughs> and go live on Clubhouse. Clubhouse, yeah, I love Clubhouse. We should not talk about that <laughs> later. But maybe we'll do an episode about Clubhouse <laughs> in this podcast. <laughs> um, so I think we're getting towards the end, but I know that some people are are afraid that if they teach somebody, that person would just run off and start their own business. Mm-hmm. What would you say about that? For me, this is like, uh, of course, like I had these challenges with myself and I start to think about it. Oh, I'm going to teach someone what will happen. Uh, and uh, but for me, it's like the big ego. If mm. you have a big ego and it's hard to say it, but uh, every coach is a consultant and everyone will have something they want to share with the world and help them. Even if you are a tennis, uh, want to help people to be better in tennis or if you have this thing like i have some knowledge i want to share with the world who can make it better in a way Mm. um there is an ego there Mm. and you need to let the ego go Mm. and so um and for me it's like someone asked me like yeah but what will happen if um if you train someone and they start to compete with you And to be honest, we are teaching entrepreneurs to be better entrepreneurs. And I love that people are entrepreneurs. So if uh, someone in our company start their own company doing the same as us and have success, we have succeeded. Mm. That's a part of what we're doing. Mm. And it's like sometimes you maybe meet yourself in door, but it's just like to realize that that's the goal Mm. and live with that and think about the big why, the big vision and all this thing. And then it will happen. 
course, I'm 100% sure someone in our company will start their own business. Mm. But we can't live, we can't build a company on being afraid of what can happen. No, it's true. There's like, uh, more afraid you are, more will happen about what they are afraid of. So let it go. Mm. And I think also, like, for me, what one of the things I say a lot is that you are, you are the competitive advantage. Right? And, and if even if our people take some of the things from awesome and they start teach it they won't be us and we will be a, a head uh what do you call it a head ahead no <laughs> we will be ahead because we started so so also just like always if we get competitors that makes us we, we have to be even um even better yeah, yeah. so so i i'm not thinking about competitors as a as a like i'm not afraid of it I think it's good. We need to have someone who can compete with us. And if someone in our company find out that we are too slow or we don't do, do the right things and they start a company and they do the same like us and do it better, we need to step up. Mm. So I think competition is also if someone, if you're selling yourself and some and you teach someone and they are starting to sell your, you, you and they start to sell themselves and they stop, it's like... Um, it's a good sign for you that you need to step up and mm. also you're doing something good. And I also think as long as you build your company on values, like you have the strong values, you can find people that will work with you for a long time because mm. they find it meaningful to be part of this community or this thing to do mm. things together. Mm. Mm. Should we sum up what we have been talking about today? Yeah, you can sum up because I don't know what we talked about. <laughs> so what we can say is that we are offering a free call. Mm. So... Uh, if you're interested to get help from us and um, and uh, get more into this, how you can run a business uh, with your um, with what you are good at and knowledge. find others, yeah, mm. knowledge. Uh, you can book a free call with us. It's totally free, and we do a free coaching call where we can help you to see what is your what you are struggling with. I'm hundred percent sure there is some mindset thing. There is some type to I can't do this or no one can do this better than me or there is an ego coming up. So if you want to help to get let the ego go and see new possibilities, I I think always what we are doing and we are doing this year also to find people who are better than ourselves mm. um, and uh, challenge our mindset. Mm. You know, I think like 85 to 90 percent for growing a business is mindset. You can learn strategies, tactics and all these things. But if you don't believe in the strategies, if you don't believe in what people have done, if you don't believe that you need to change, it doesn't matter if you have the right strategies to do it. So, yeah. So the link to book the call is awesomecall.com. And I want to summarize today's podcast radio episode with this. If you are selling your own knowledge, you can still grow a business. You can still have a lot of freedom. Uh, it only sits between here. And it's really about being honest with yourself where you want to go. What do you want to achieve? What's really important to you? Is it to be the superstar or is it to help more people? And if your goal is to help more people, then you just need people on your team. And then you just, you have to have your values clear. You have to have, um, and then you look for the, the great people that can help you. That is actually, that will be your investment that will pay you back. Hmm. That's my summary. Yeah. You agree? Yeah, I'm totally agree. <laughs>